Welcome to Brute Stories. On this episode, we have Sarang from Broom Coffee Roasters. Uh, there's something that you might not know about me, and I would like to reveal in this particular episode that I'm a part of Bloom's Brew Squad, which is a group of uh, somewhere around 10 to 15 coffee enthusiasts who discuss a lot of things about coffee over WhatsApp. And this is something very fun and one of the most engaging communities that I've ever seen. On this particular episode, I wanted Sarang to speak about how they are leveraging social media, what's important while making communities, coffee-led communities, and how is their branding and strategies revolving around them. So tune into this episode and if you like it, share it with your friends because that just feels good. Thank you so much for coming on the episode. Uh, I know that I'm recording this particular episode after a long time, but today I have a special guest. Uh, if you have known me, uh, you would know that what a big fan I am of coffee and coffee-led communities. Uh, so one of the communities that I've been a part of is Brew Squad by Bloom Coffee Roasters. And uh, there is something about this community that it's very active. People do help uh, each other. And today we have Sharang on the episode with us who would be speaking more about Bloom's journey as well as uh, building communities uh, in the online world. Hi, Sharang. How are you? Hey, Avi. I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, it's a pleasure and uh, I'm looking forward to this. Perfect. So, I, I have a lot of questions. I want to speak a lot of things about Bloom. But before directly starting into it, uh, yeah. I would just like to uh, let the user, uh, like the, let the listeners know what was Bloom's yeah. story like. How did uh, you guys add it? So, so Bloom Coffee Roasters is me, uh, uh, Tijasvi, who's my uh, best friend for the last, what, uh, 20 years. And Shivansh, who's my uh, brother, my cousin brother, but we live uh, half a kilometer from each other. So, it's kind of weird to call him a cousin, but uh, yeah. So that's that's Bloom Coffee Roasters. Um, we started out um, uh, really, to be honest, because we attended the Aerobus Championship in Delhi in 2019, and we had an absolutely great time there. Uh, we met some uh, super fun people there: uh, Suhas, Bini, uh, Webhav from uh, Quick Brown Fox. Um, uh, and uh, before that, I was uh, doing interiors. Shivansh was finishing his architecture. Uh, just we had just moved back from Delhi, who where he had a cloud kitchen. So uh, I was fairly unhappy with what I was doing, uh, and I was worried that Shivansh would start doing the same thing and be equally unhappy. They just we wanted a fresh start, and when we left the Indian Aerobus Championship, we had a mutual um, feeling that one way or the other, we must be part of this community which was the overwhelming consensus. It wasn't so much about um, uh, coffee as much as, as, it, as it was about the community. Of course, coffee is central to the community. Without the coffee, the community is kind of rendered passive. Uh, so, <coughs> you know, we, we've all had our different journeys in coffee. Uh, mine started uh, in England when I was doing my master's. Uh, we had a wonderful uh, small coffee shop uh, called Quarter House Coffee who have now moved to Birmingham. At that time, they were in Oxford. Uh, so I, I discovered specialty coffee there. Uh, Shivansh discovered specialty coffee during his internship in Italy. And the Jasfi was kind of force-fed specialty coffee because of me. Uh, so 
that's how we kind of fell in love with coffee and um you know once we attended the zero championship we were hell bent on being more uh, close to these people one way or the other and that's how we thought of starting bloom coffee roasters this is very interesting and uh, so the fact that a lot of people in the coffee field who are there right now has not planned their journey i mean no one wanted to start a coffee shop earlier i mean people surely, either want surely. to be a scientist doctor yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. lawyer or maybe some 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 of the degrees but uh, i know that all three of you are from different backgrounds and yeah. uh, so how does the skills of someone else i mean someone else who is from a different background yeah. uh, help you leverage the company um uh, i mean like if i if i think of myself uh, my background is more in in music mm-hmm. right in um in design so um I don't think I have any skill set before I started roasting coffee that kind of helped maybe in terms of say um because I had a band and I used to play a lot of music so um you know maybe media maybe I'm comfortable talking but I'm really not because when I'm talking like this I, I get very nervous to be honest but mm-hmm. when I'm um, like when I'm on stage with my guitar I'm fine but apart from that I don't I don't think there's much uh, there's much that uh, I I kind of brought into Bloom Coffee Roasters skill set. Uh Shivansh because he's a photographer uh, and an architect he was very helpful in the way uh, he expresses uh, you know himself through photography. So uh, during our photo shoots you know he would basically take charge uh, and he's done some great job with the He's done a great job with the tasting notes, the way he captures them, uh, and puts them on um, you know on, on Instagram and on website. Plus, of course, the overall some of the the videos that he's put out. So I think mm-hmm. his skill set has been more useful. Uh, to just be as a as a broader, more uh, business oriented uh, mindset. Uh, he's an MBA, which helps. So yeah, I think uh, uh, it's been a mixed bag in terms of you know what skills we've been able to. carry into bloom and uh, how they've helped uh, but honestly uh, what what we have done is we've learned on the job and we've mm-hmm. learned through the people that we have come across and that's been the the most wonderful thing about uh, coffee is that people have been so open to uh, share learnings you know not just about uh, you know mm-hmm. roasting or say brewing coffee but also about business itself because when we started bloom coffee roasters it was a It was a passion project. We did not intend to leave whatever we were doing and move into this, but uh, that's what's happened. And we were not really mm-hmm. prepared to take on the business responsibilities that come with starting a business. So a lot of people have like really helped us in that regard as well. Uh, mm. Yeah, man. I would totally agree to you because um, so for me again it was uh, random uh, for yeah. people who know me. I mean, it started with I was attending a college uh, festival yeah. and right. I just wanted to learn latte art. Uh, right. After that, I just went on Instagram and asked people of resources yeah. or things of how I can learn more or what is yeah. the right place where I should be. And to right. be very honest, I don't know about other uh, careers or other professions, but mm. people in the coffee mm. industry are very kind. I mean, Absolutely. you can just reach out to uh, a lot of. Pe- I mean, most of the people who you reach out to, they would turn up replying, and they are yeah. kind to help enough. 
we've started looking at ourselves as um you know coffee roasters by day and mm-hmm. a media company by night right so mm-hmm. uh, so in the evenings we're just kind of like brainstorming about what kind of content we want to push push out and uh, uh, trying to create processes for that so it's still a work in progress i i still don't think we're very happy with the way it's going but if you compare it to when we started we definitely improved uh, but um one thing that's held us back is that we haven't employed a third party uh, social media management company uh, mm-hmm. and we're quite reluctant on doing that because i think what what sets us apart from a lot of the other roasters is the fact that um we are ourselves on instagram which is a, mm-hmm. a very rare thing normally um you see brands that are a very nicely curated pruned manicured image of what they want to be as a brand whereas we we're, mm-hmm. we're quite raw and we're quite fun uh, on instagram and we get away with a lot of stuff uh, that i think a lot of other brands won't get away with <laughs> you know in terms mm-hmm. of right. the kind of stuff the, the stuff that we end up saying on instagram and uh, you know we we yeah, yeah. keep pushing the the boundaries of what is good for business or not Right. So but yeah it, we enjoy it we really enjoy it to be honest now mm-hmm. okay yeah i mean i i can totally agree with you and this is the uh, again if you ask from a user's perspective or someone who is looking at a particular instagram channel yeah. uh there's a big challenge between personal brands on instagram yeah. and company brands and it's Correct. very easy to do the personal brand because you can be yourself you can yeah. put out things that you are doing on a daily basis but yeah. for a company a lot of people do not do it and uh, i think this is the 33rd episode 34th episode uh, yeah. i've spoken to a lot of other people in the coffee business and yeah. the only people who enjoy doing instagram are people who can put out anything and do not yeah like think a lot of thing in the process and right. what if my aesthetics would not look good mm. my grits would not uh, yeah. go well yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so uh, i would agree to, i would totally recommend you guys again uh, to just do it the way you guys do it uh, and put out yes, much more uh, i mean usual content on maybe uh, you guys speaking something because at the end of the day yeah. uh, it's like bloom and uh, uh, you guys can totally represent it so yeah. uh, that's one thing uh, but uh, so one thing that again i've seen recently is a lot of uh, brands in the coffee field who use it for discoverability so for mm. example for the first time someone might buy a product through instagram because they saw something and they like a particular yeah. thing but the next time or the repeat orders is something if they like the product or if or it or if it's through word of mouth i mean yeah. uh, my best friend telling me hey this is the best coffee uh, yeah. obviously the first part could get you masses but repeat yeah. orders or uh, being sustainable is the second part uh, according Correct. to me and uh, so do you agree with that somewhat and how do you uh, like the first part like you said like by day you are coffee roaster then by night you are a media company as yeah. important as the first part is uh, a lot of people put importance to it but they do not they neglect the second part which is maintaining the product quality and uh, level of the product on day to day basis hmm. uh so yeah. how do you all do it no you you're spot on man you're totally right um honestly for us i think a lot of our, the content that we push out is not mm-hmm. for discovery but for the the community we have on our page mm. uh, which like we have a very very high returning customer rate on our website is ridiculously high 
uh, to an extent where a lot of people who have like seen it, they're like, mm, this is a problem. Uh, but what what uh, what we enjoy doing is uh, being ourselves and being original, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of being more discoverable, I think there are a lot of things that we can do um, to be more discoverable and yet be original. Mm-hmm. But then definitely that's a, it's a bigger challenge, right? Um, because suddenly, I think if you if you look at say uh, Amazon and these uh, marketplaces, you know the demand for darker roast or Vienna roast or French roast mm. is much higher than say a, a light roast. Light roast, right? Right. So it's it's probably to our benefit in terms of discoverability if we put out more content towards a dark roast, right? If we launch a new dark mm. roast and really push it. Whereas, uh, I, and you know you know pretty mm-hmm. well we are like the champions of light roast coffees, you know. Right. That's mm-hmm. why we started roasting in the first place because we uh, mm. we wanted to roast lighter than other people just not 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 an achievement but just for the flavor profile right so that itself kind of limits us but then i think what happens is that everybody builds their own niche especially in a in a market as nascent as the indian coffee market every roaster has their own niche uh, we don't want to lose our um, niche at this point at least mm-hmm. uh, just to try and get uh, somebody who enjoys another dark roast from say a blue tukai or a you know some other roaster or quarter seven whatever it is right so mm-hmm. uh, and again it's not for us to say that dark roast is better than light roast and all that stuff that's not mm-hmm. it it's just that we have our own roasting style and you know we we prefer certain flavor profiles and we like to cater to that because i think mm-hmm. we do it better than we do dark roast we don't do dark roast very right. well to be honest mm-hmm. right um, mm-hmm. Whereas there's some dark roast from you know like I mentioned Blue Tokai Quarter mm-hmm. Seven, uh, Sapko for that matter, which we've really enjoyed as well. And but we haven't been able to nail our dark roast, so mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to sacrifice our originality and our personality and our um, and our niche just to be more discoverable. Because what that can do is that can lead to the problem that you stated of right. uh, people not liking our product. Right. Mm. When we reach a person who likes light roast, who likes, uh, say, more experimental lots, fruit flavored coffees, mm. high extractions, um, there's a much higher chance of that person liking our coffee, as opposed to somebody who prefers uh, a very dark roast um, or something like that. So, uh, mm-hmm. right now we're playing it safe. To be very honest with you, we're, we're catering to uh, the the people that understand us as a brand and understand our mm. roasting style. Uh, we haven't ventured out much uh, to other demographics, which I think we should, to be honest. We should mm-hmm. because there's no... It's stupid of us to limit ourselves to uh, one small niche inside a niche, you know. It's like mm-hmm. a niche 0.2, whatever. So, um, yeah, I think... But you've got me thinking now of how because, we can be more discoverable. Yeah. I mean, uh, so basically, again, the uh, thing that you said about dark roast and light roast, yeah. obviously, light roast has a niche market. And there are mm. diehard fans of people who only prefer light roast. Mm. Uh, yeah. But I am someone who first loved the dark roast and then has yeah. been transitioned towards light roast. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people like me. Uh, because mm. the mm. first coffee that you have is maybe in a cafe with milk, maybe a cappuccino. Uh, because a lot of people do not directly get into Americano. Or of course, Aeropress, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and 
so I just, uh, I mean, this is, this is again, if I just rewind my thing, uh, yeah. I, whenever I've been out, I think I've enjoyed dark roasted coffees more than light roasted. Yeah. Obviously, now I like light roasted coffee beans because I make it on yeah. pour overs or aeropress. Uh, yeah. I mean, these are yeah. the two, two of my favorite equipments. Uh, yeah. But yes, I mean, uh, so I mean, taking this from the conversation, uh, maybe, yeah, you guys can experiment more. Uh, 100%. No, you're but, absolutely right. Yeah, but again, the craft or the things that you nail it is the light roast. And uh, to be very honest, I can just give a shout out to the Brew Squad. Uh, because we, uh, I mean, I know that you guys do send a sample uh, in a period. And we do try yeah. it out before everyone does it. And obviously, there's a group which is very uh, engaging and people put out things there. I'm not extremely active, but I do go yeah. there, read all the things. And then uh, try to do my experiments on it. Uh, yeah. Again, I would say there are a lot of people who are bang on and from whom I can learn a lot from the group. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think I'm enjoying that particular process where again, like I'm you glad. guys are building a community at the same time of learners. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so basically, again, one of the con- things that I had in my mind is since you are a roaster, there, you might have received a lot of requests of people uh, mm-hmm. who are maybe switching from instant coffee. Or people mm. who are just starting their coffee journey. And yeah. the uh, I mean, they do not know how to brew or how to do anything. Mm. So wh- yeah. how do you guys, what is the first step that you guys recommend them of doing yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Of getting into the grounded coffee or getting into specialty yeah. coffee. Or Fresh coffee. If, if yeah. that's the word. And yeah. uh, how should they go on? Uh, again, I will I will caveat this with the fact that because of the way we market ourselves on Instagram mm-hmm. and the way we position ourselves, we honestly don't get a lot of uh, instant coffee to fresh coffee people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that job is being shouldered by uh, people like Blue Tokai and Third Wave uh, and these guys. I'm sure they get like, you know, tons of inquiries every day about instant coffee and uh, that's how we get very few inquiries because we mm-hmm. haven't positioned ourselves in that uh, in that particular genre, right? But uh, we do get the occasional inquiry that oh, we bought your coffee and we pour hot water over it, but there's some granules left at the bottom. Your coffee is wrong, and that's the general mm-hmm. thing that we get. It's it's mostly complaints uh, mm-hmm. about coffee not dissolving, and that uh, you know leads us down to the path of that. No, no, this is fresh coffee. It's not instant coffee. And uh, I, in that case, have to go on a very, very short crop to cup uh, rant about what coffee is. Coffee is a fruit, which has to be, you know, you take the seed out, it has to be dried, the seed comes to us, we roast it, we grind it, give it to you, and then you have to brew it. It's not some coffee. Um, I think that's where the biggest uh, opportunity is and the biggest challenge is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully for us, like I said, we have... Uh, wonderful people like Blue Tukai, Third Wave Coffee Roasters, um, who are kind of shouldering this responsibility by themselves for the bigger chunk of the masses. The ones that we get are, you know, few and far between. One very simple way, obviously, is doing the, the Chandi method, which is again, mm-hmm. I think, sort of like a Blue, blue Tukai thing. We have our own video with it, um, with uh, my grandmother brewing coffee, which is a fun mm-hmm. video. And mm-hmm. most of the people who kind of get, who, who inquire about instant coffee and fresh coffee are mostly friends or family uh, of the three of us. 
So that hmm. that's pretty easy. We tell them that don't don't buy our coffee, just buy this cafe, and be happy with it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's not what we do. No, I'm kidding. No, no. Okay. That's not what we do at all. No. So the chutney is a very good way. Now we have drip bags and uh, mm. cold brews, and you know they're all great gateways into um, you know brewing uh, fresh coffee. I think uh, easy pour bags or drip bags, whatever you want to call it, I think they do a really good job. And um, now we, there's a whole new influx of cold brew brands as well. Mm. There are a lot of people getting into cold brew. And uh, personally, personally, I'm not a big fan of cold brew. Uh, mm-hmm. But then <coughs> I, I can see it getting better uh, year on year from mm. the brands that are doing it. Um, again, I think Blue is doing a, a really nice cold brew. I also really enjoy the cascara uh, cold brew thing or the cascara tea they have in the can. It's quite nice. And I think with all these ready-to-drink products, that will mm-hmm. be the the gateway into, say, fresh coffee. Once you're into fresh coffee and once you're into specialty coffee, then we don't really want to be all, no, no, have light roast, no, no, have dark roast, mm-hmm. have medium roast, have natural roast. That's not our job. You know, as roasters, that's not our job. Um, as roasters, we want you to experience the coffee that you want to have uh, the mm-hmm. best way possible. That's really our. Uh, that's where our responsibility kind of ends, right? Um, although we ourselves like light roast, fine, and we do put out more light roast than say darker roast, but that's not down to the fact that we want to, um, you know, be. Um, we don't want to influence the way people drink their coffee. We we don't really want to do that. It might seem like that, but we don't. <laughs> and um, um, yeah, I think as long as you're buying responsibly. As long as you're buying from a roaster who is sourcing responsibility, who is a responsible business in terms of uh, the way they work with planters, the way they work with their employees, the way they work with themselves as well. And of course, they're honest about what they sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are fine with that. We are very happy with you buying coffee from another roaster. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if it's a dark roast or a light roast, whatever it is. As long as you have that conscience of uh, a consumer buying responsibly, we are happy. We are very mm-hmm. happy with that. That's okay. I think the the values are more important than the roast profile. You know, mm-hmm. the values of specialty coffee are what you know holds community together. The values of traceability, the values of honesty, the values of uh, yeah. a better quality product at the end of it. That's what is the key for us of specialty coffee, not mm-hmm. cup scores. Cup scores are fine. You know, cup scores are great, uh, but that's not what binds the community together. Uh, yeah. experimental lots are not what binds a community together. It's the value system that this community is built on. Uh, mm-hmm. And we are like, for us, those values are paramount. Uh, dark roast, light roast, medium roast, natural washed honeys, and the technicalities of specialty coffee are for those who want to get into it. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's not it's not our prerogative to drag everybody into the nerdiness of extraction percentages and TDS and you know, uh, mm-hmm. Ideal water and all that stuff. That's on our job. Right. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, when I was speaking, the last thing, uh, I mean, the recent thing that came to my mind was the Mumbai Coffee Festival. Uh, yeah. I think we had some 25 plus roasters and yeah. who are ideally like competitors of each other, uh, if you had to use the term uh, or business yeah. terms. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you could see like all of them hanging out together. And all of them catering the same customers. And by the end of the second or third day, or like early third day, most of them were sold out. Uh, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people were there. I mean, uh, 
there was approximately double the crowd that was expected. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, it, it was so crazy to see all the human beings. I mean, when, when you speak about values and when you speak about coffee, yeah. there was not a single uh, roaster or a coffee uh, owner, business owner yeah. who would say, hey, I mean, my coffee is better than his. People would yeah. rather, I mean, I could see coffee owners going to other coffee owners and hanging out with them, having their coffees, yeah. uh, sharing knowledge. And I think this is something... Uh, that would take this particular industry way forward. Uh, and India, which is the sixth largest coffee producer, has a lot of potential in future. Right. Uh, 100%. You know, I, I kind of think of it, I, I remember when uh, when we had a band and we were playing music, uh, original music all around India, uh, there was a lot of camaraderie around different bands. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we would not talk bad about other bands just because they play a different genre. We, we would play mm-hmm. alt rock, but you know, there'll be bands that were playing heavy metal or jazz or blues or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. we wouldn't talk bad about those bands. We wouldn't talk bad, oh, no, no, because they did their crap. It was a very supportive, very uh, congenial environment. And we've seen that with beer as well in India. The way beer mm-hmm. has grown as a community, you know, it's it's been through collaboration. And mm-hmm. I think we're in, a very, we're in a very special point right now in Indian coffee where we have a lot of like-minded coffee business owners with the right values um, mm-hmm. who support each other and who support the community at large. We have been extremely, extremely fortunate um, from the very onset. We've been, uh, we've, we've got so much, so much great support and guidance from, you know, guys like uh, Weber from Kubran Fox, from mm-hmm. uh, Matt from Dotokai, uh, Kapi Kotai, you know, Akshay has been so helpful to us from day one. Um, I'm 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 sure I'm like not mentioning everybody. I, if I start doing that, it's like oh, a whole no. uh, Oscar-winning uh, speech. Uh, my wife and this and that. But mm-hmm. uh, we've been extremely, extremely fortunate that we've been supported by other coffee businesses, and also, of course, you know the the coffee planters who've been you know mm-hmm. a backbone uh, in terms of um, you know supporting us, and not just in terms of knowledge sharing, but even. Uh, like financially, to be honest, like we've had a very, we, we're growing at a, at a a rapid pace. We're not really equipped to kind of like, you know, um, handle some aspects of it. And they've been so sweet to us. They've been so supportive of us. Uh, and they've helped us through, uh, which has been a, a, a pretty tough year for us. Not in terms of like tough in sales, but like overall, other circumstances have been tough around us. And they've been mm-hmm. super supportive uh, to us as well. And then also, I think the, the beauty of coffee right now is that the customers are so supportive and so considerate. Uh, mm-hmm. I have never seen, you know, customers being as uh, forgiving and as considerate towards, um, you know, people they buy from in terms of mistakes and small errors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, right. occasionally once in uh, a month, so we'll send a bag of coffee, which was supposed to be beans, but we send it ground, right? Mm. And there have been people who have refused to take more bags from us. They're so, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. We manage. We don't want to like make you spend more. We don't want extra shipping. Mm. We don't want to waste another bag. And it's, mm. a, it's a beautiful, rare thing happening in Indian coffee. Mm. Where consumers are conscious. Consumers, uh, consumers want businesses to do well. Cons- consumers want, you know, business to, business to flourish. It's, like I personally haven't seen that anywhere else. I haven't seen that in architecture. I haven't seen that in music. Okay, maybe in music to an extent. But then music is more like a 
you know, you're fans of a band. So it's mm-hmm. a different thing, you know, there's more like uh, adulation, adoration towards the band. Over here, it's a business, you know, mm-hmm. we're not, uh, we're not musicians. I might be a musician part-time, but I'm not really a musician. Like, we don't have like, you know, there's no adulation towards Bloom Coffee Roasters. It's, mm-hmm. it's encouragement. They're like, no, no, it's fine. Uh, and that whole ecosystem of planter to roaster to cafe to mm-hmm. consumer, having the same set of values, having the same set of consideration, having mm-hmm. the same set of uh, warmth and, uh, um, you know, wanting the other person to do well. It's mm. it's a wonderful, wonderful space to um, be in, and we've been very fortunate that we have we've had that opportunity uh, with everybody. Right. Uh, so I would uh, agree to you, and I would say that you guys are a bridge between the producers and the consumers because uh, you are correctly between uh, like between both of them, and you guys can like take values from both of them and give feedbacks to both of them. Uh, I mean, I know just keeping that time in mind, I mean, this podcast was most about the roaster to the consumer side, but I yeah. think I want to do a one more episode with you later sometime, uh, maybe after a oh, month sure, or so, sure. where we can speak yeah. about the producer side uh, and how do you guys, like what's your relationship with them? How do you guys procure green beans and so on? Uh, but uh, just keeping the time in mind and no, not overgoing uh, on the time limit that we have. I'll just move to the last part, which is the famous five. Yeah. And I would be asking you a question where you need to answer it in a word or in a short sentence and as quick as you can. Got it. Let's do it. Perfect. Exciting stuff. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is, what is that one thing that no one knows about you or Bloom Coffee Roasters? <sighs> Today is my birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, first of all. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I don't think people okay. know that about me. Okay, I'll just put a story after this and I think a lot of people will know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's something that you're curious to know about in the coffee world? Coffee roasting. Okay. Uh, what's something you used to value earlier but you don't value anymore? My French best. <laughs> okay. I okay. mean it, yeah. Okay. Uh, what is one of the best advices you have ever received and one of the worst advices you have ever received? Best advice that I have ever received. Uh, the best advice that I have ever received. God damn it. The worst advice I ever received was when I was young and somebody asked me to have beer and I started drinking. I think mm-hmm. that was horrible advice. Irresponsible. And I would never advise anybody to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. worst advice best advice has been uh, to start a coffee roastery by Tiyasvi okay 100% yeah perfect uh, and the last one if there was one rule in the coffee world that you could make and everyone mm-hmm. would follow it what would that be buying coffee from a good responsible coffee roaster okay that's it perfect Nothing else. That's it. Okay. I mean, uh, loved the episode and I actually mean it. I mean, after a month or so, I would again message you because I really want to do the second part. I I would love to. For sure. Anytime. Uh, because I loved the conversation where we spoke, I mean, on the second part and I know uh, that there's a lot of things happening from the, like, uh, between yours and the producer's side or the coffee farmer's side. And uh, anyone who's listening to this particular episode, 
make sure you guys follow bloom uh also the coffee the amazing we are a part of a group and you could see some of the things that i put on uh, on my social media about the yeah. blue squad uh yeah. and it was great having you thank you so much for doing this thanks so much adi uh, loved love being here man great fun thank you guys for listening to this episode of blue stories this podcast was recorded in collaboration with manikbot studios our sound engineer is rohit das and our producers are vedan nayak and adi sawla Can't wait to see you guys in the next episode.